Hello everyone, Savella Morgan here. Thank you for stopping by and listening to another episode of 21st Century Hannah. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. A great big thank you to Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation serving Tampa, Florida and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of 21st Century Hannah. Your sponsorship is greatly appreciated. I would also like to thank Alba Digital Media. Alba Digital Media created my childlessnotbychoice.net website and they produce my podcasts. It is wonderful to have the same company creating my website and producing my podcasts. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. To contact Alba Digital Media for your website or podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Next, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. When I first approached Devoted for possibly creating a theme song for my podcast, I did so because of the pure talent I have witnessed from Devoted. Thank you, Devoted, for all the wonderful music you create for so many people. Devoted can be reached by emailing devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. Finally, I would like to thank the owner of Edinburgh Dusters out of Edinburgh, Scotland, for his artistic suggestions on my websites and on my social media content. Your timely assistance in helping me during the initial stages of building this platform is truly appreciated. If you would like to help create awareness for and about the Childless Not By Choice community by becoming a one-time or ongoing sponsor, please contact me via email at civilla at civillamorgan.com. That's civilla at civillamorgan.com. As a sponsor, your product will be advertised to a global audience via this podcast, as well as my multiple social media platforms. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everyone. Sybilla Morgan here. Welcome back to 21st Century Hannah, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not-by-choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, regardless of the fact that we could not have children. Thank you so much for allowing me to once again sit with you for just a little while. Well, this is episode 60, and uh, on this episode, we are going to be discussing miscarriage. As I did my research for this episode, I started wondering which of these four issues that I discuss in my mini series. Um, the mini series is uh, where I'm going to be, where I have already discussed some of them. I have, I think, one more to go after this one. Um, we're going to be discussing the disease states that are more well known, you know, on a general level. P 
PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, miscarriage, and fibroids. And um, some of you may say miscarriage is, is not um, infertility the way these other items are, but I understand what you're saying because um, you could still end up having a child even after a miscarriage where with um, PCOS, endometriosis, and fibroids, it, it can be less likely, but it, it could happen too in, in those cases. So I think, in my opinion, they're about the same level as um, as far as infertility. Yes, it's it's going to be more difficult to have um, a child carry and um, and have a child in any of these four disease states, but um, I still feel like miscarriage belongs on the list. So if you disagree, feel free to let me know. Um, but I, I believe so, and that's why I put the four of them together, because I think most people are familiar, if not clinically, at least um, on a heart level or a knowledge level, uh, with these disease states. So Yes, I already did the PCOS episode. That was the first episode, and that was the uh, disease state I think I, I knew the, the least about. So it was very interesting to do the research on that. And then um, I recorded the endometriosis episode. So those two should already be out for public consumption. Now we're going to do miscarriage um, for this episode. And then on the final of the four of the, the four-part series, I'm going to be doing an episode on fibroids. And um, so as I got to, you know, doing my research on miscarriage, I got to wondering, I wonder which is worse, not being able to get pregnant at all or getting pregnant, knowing there's a human being inside of you and then there isn't, you know, unfortunately that, that human being died. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to voice my opinion on that. Um I'll I'll let you make your own opinion, devise your own opinion and uh, your own thoughts on that. I'm not here to create division uh, or be salacious. <laughs> I'm just here to to create awareness for our platform, Childless Not by Choice, and uh, to bring more knowledge to those listening to these episodes. That I think that's what I, I my the big thing about my platform is creating awareness. Yes. I want to eventually have a convention. I mean, I think that would be really cool to have a convention of, of women and men who are childless, not by choice. It's um, I may have two separate conventions because I don't know. The dynamic can change. Although if the, the, the men and the women are married to each other, then it, it may work. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. But I know that one day I want to have a convention where I can bring... Um, people who are childless not by choice together that's one of my um one of my goals for this platform but in the meantime the big goal for me is to create awareness and uh, to create conversation because i think the more you talk about something the more you shed light on something the less ominous it seems and yes you still have to deal with it on a heart level individually um, as married a married couple, if that's what um, your story is, or if you're single, or whatever your story is, yes, you have to deal with it on, on those levels. But um, on a general, global level, I want to bring awareness and conversation so that um, then, you know, those that are hiding in plain sight can talk if they want to. 
Uh, if they don't want to, they don't have to, and they don't have to answer people's questions, especially if the questions don't seem to be coming from a, a, a good place in, in the in the questioner's heart. <laughs> so just creating awareness on any subject matter, you just kind of, you know, get rid of a lot of, um, of crazy thoughts and crazy discussions. And, you know, just the other day on Facebook, I posted that um, someone had told me, somebody I knew relatively well and who is very much aware of my platform and this person was complaining about something that one of their children did and it caused uh, caused this person to be late for work because um, the school called and all of that stuff. And then they turned and said, you better be glad you don't have children. And I'm thinking, really? That's what you got out of this story? Because I was agreeing with you that, you know, how the school handled it was incorrect. I was agreeing with you for being upset. And that was what you, you came to me with, that I better be glad that I don't have children. And I even said to this person, I said, um, you know, children are work. And even with what you had to deal with, I still wish I had children. You know, I was trying to be kind <laughs> because I really didn't have to be. Because you know my platform, you know my story, you know what I'm doing and what I'm trying to create. So for you to take your anger out on me was incorrect. And um, I, I decided to just remain kind and um, make it through our appointment. And I made the decision not to go to that person anymore. And I know that we have to give grace and forgiveness and mercy because we, we will need it one day. And I totally agree. Uh, I don't have a problem with this person. And um I'm a forgiving person. I don't hold on to things. I don't hold grudges or anything like that. But I make decisions and pretty much stick to them once they're made. That's how I handle life. And, um, you know, I can find somebody else to do what, what I needed to have done that day. There are other people out there that can do this. And so um, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt like maybe there was something else going on there. And so I, I don't I don't want to be taken advantage of like that. That's that's not cool. So anyway, I, I posted that on Facebook, you know, I'd left a lot of details out because again, I'm protecting the person. That's, that's me. <laughs> you know, this person came, came at me, but I'm protecting them. And it doesn't mean that I'm stupid or weak or anything like that. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> but you know, we have to grow. We have to grow. Otherwise, why are we here on this planet? We have to grow as individuals um, otherwise it's just not worth, worth it. You know, why, why not grow? Why remain the same person that you always have been instead of maturing mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, just grow. And so I decided to protect this person, but I, I said that the person said, told me what happened with their child and that I'd better be glad that I don't have children. And a lot of the, the, the responses to my post were, you know, that was not nice. It wasn't kind. Um, you know, I'm sorry they said that. And, you know, I wasn't looking for pity. Empathy is wonderful. I always say that here. Empathy is what the childless, not by choice demographic looks for. Not pity, not sympathy, but empathy. And um, so one person... Uh, whom I don't really know, um, started telling me what I should do. I should adopt. I should um, just be happy that, you know, I have the life I have because 
we don't always get everything we want and really just kind of listing out, you know, what I should be doing and what I should not be doing. And I'm thinking, obviously, you've never listened to not one of my episodes. And I don't think I'm just going to drop my platform because of your opinion. So I was kind with that person as well. I don't argue on social media with anyone. That's one of my um, rules. I will not argue with anyone on social media. And if I come off as appearing weak in the process, well, so be it. I know who Sevilla is. I know Sevilla is not a weak person. If Sevilla were weak, she would not be here right now. <laughs> because I've been through too much to uh, consider myself weak. But again, arguing on social media is not the way to go. I don't, I don't believe in it. It doesn't look good. It's not a good look for people, especially adults. And so I just refuse to do it. But I counted to 10 before responding to this person and thanked them for their opinions. Basically, it's on social media. It's on my Facebook page. You can go look it up. Look it up. And I, um, I said, you know, maybe you should listen to my podcast. I would appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of left it there. I don't know how they got to where they got to in the conversation from what I posted. It was a big leap as far as I was concerned. And uh, one other person whom I know this person very well. We used to work together for many years. And so I know his heart. I knew I knew where he was coming from. I knew that he, he's a questioner. He asks a lot of questions. And that's not a problem. Asking questions is a good thing. Telling somebody what to do and what not to do is not so good. Anyway, I um, he said he didn't understand why anybody would want to listen to a podcast with a title called Childless Not By Choice. And I said, so that they don't make comments like the one I just posted. So if you're listening to this episode and you don't fit the demographic, I want to once again thank you for listening in. Because that tells me you want to expand your um, your your mind, your knowledge base, and that you want to make sure that the friends and family that you have who are childless, not by choice, and especially if you've never discussed that issue with them, you now have some knowledge to take with you. And so I would suggest that people open their minds and uh, step step into the podcast, listen in, and stop thinking that because you're not childless, not by choice, that you don't need to listen. That's That's unacceptable if you want to grow as a person, as a friend, as a family member. So, hopping off of my soapbox. <laughs> um, I wanted to, before I get started, just let you know, before I, fu- I get fully started, I guess I kind of started already, but um, I wanted to just remind you that the monthly newsletter for April is out. The monthly newsletter comes out on the first day of every month right around somewhere between 11 and 1 Eastern Standard Time, U.S. Eastern Standard Time. So the April newsletter is out. In that letter, I actually talk about triggers, the things that can trigger you, and the things that triggered me, and how triggers can change. And so for me, it was a pretty deep um, deep blog. Well, yeah, it's a, I, I guess you can call it a blog, although it's, it's inside the newsletter. I put that in the newsletter so that um, readers can check it out. And then, you know, tell me your thoughts on it. Tell me what, what your triggers are. 
and uh, tell me how the newsletter helps you. Tell me what you'd like to hear or read about in the newsletter. I'm always changing it up, um, mixing it up, and so I really hope that um, you find value in the monthly newsletter. And um, you simply just uh, you go to the website uh, www.childlessnotbychoice.net or sevillamorgan.com. Either of those websites, you can subscribe to the same newsletter and um, I'll get it out to you. If you missed the April one or any back issues, let me know and I will send them to you. So speaking of sevillamorgan.com, yes, I have blogs on the sevillamorgan.com. The, the, most of the blogs that I write and I write on different subject matters. Those are on the www.sevillamorgan.com website. But after much prompting from my podcast producer, I started blogging on Childless Not By Choice. Sounds weird, right? Like, why wouldn't I be writing and blogging on Childless Not By Choice? But I never really wanted to. I I, I, I guess I kind of didn't want to go there for some reason. I mean, I'm, I'm going there with the podcast, right? But I, I just somehow never really wanted to go there. But, you know, he'd been prompting me for months. And a lot of the things that I do, um, I got to I gotta thank Alba Digital Media so much for just really sticking with me and being patient with me because a lot of the things that are suggested to me, I kind of push back on and then I realize, you know what, you're right. And so <laughs> this is one of those things. Um, so I, I've written maybe three blogs already since I start, I made the decision, well, made the decision to pay attention and to listen <laughs> to my podcast producer once again. And um, so I've written three blogs on the Childless Not By Choice subject matter. And those are on the childlessnotbychoice.net website. But on the civillamorgan.com website, I write about other things, other things that I'm interested in and that I have a heart for as well. And I know I don't discuss that a whole lot. So you're probably going to be like, really? She blogs about other things? She blogs about religion? <laughs> yes, I do. I blog about religion. I blog about marketing. I mean, my master's degree is in management with a concentration in marketing. So I love marketing, not sales so much, although sales is good. I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about sales, but marketing is where my heart is. I love marketing. I love watching how other people market, how other companies market their wares. And uh, I just, I, I love the medium. So um, religion, marketing, life, and um, a couple other things. I just write whatever comes to my mind. I don't like to be pinned down to anything when it comes to my writing. And then that's probably why... I probably wouldn't be good in a writing class, <laughs> although I probably could probably use a, a writing class. Um, I just want to write on my own terms. <laughs> Does that sound like an entrepreneur or, you know, somebody with their own mind? Yeah, that's me. I just love to write and I've been doing so since age 11 and um, I don't know, there's nothing like it in the world to me. So, yes, I have two websites. I write a lot, and that's basically what that's all about. And then also I wanted to ask you, when you're looking at the show notes that are below the podcast player, when you are um, on the website, when you're on the childlessnotbychoice.net website, the 
The show notes are below the podcast player. If you're listening on an app, they may be located someplace else. Maybe if you scroll uh, or swipe left, I know on Overcast, if you swipe left, the show notes show up on the next page over. So they're not below the show notes. So it just depends on where you're listening, what medium you're listening in. At any rate, the show notes are there. I'm very good about adding show notes below each episode. And um, at the very bottom of the show notes, the last item I think before I say bye (laughs) is um, a survey. And I would really love it if you would take the survey. Um, It kind of helps me figure out who's listening, um, age group. I don't do anything with the information except to see what age group is listening and make sure that my content makes sense to that age group because I don't want to talk down to anybody. I don't want to... um, I don't want to make anybody feel like maybe this isn't for me. You know, maybe I'm too young, too old, whatever. I just want to know who's listening. I don't need, I don't see your name or anything. I don't see any of your personal demographics. I just need to know just for me how many listeners, who's listening, all of that. So if you don't mind taking the survey, I would really appreciate it. And um, as always, lately, the last few episodes, I started adding... Um, pertinent news stories at the bottom um, in the show notes as well. News stories about childlessness around the world, um, people that are still saying silly things, people who are intelligent enough to know better, but um, still feel the need to say things that make absolutely no sense. And news stories about different people in different countries, different cultures, how childlessness is viewed, the stress they may be under, even the danger they may be under. So great news stories. Um, I set up some alerts so that I can see news stories when they come out on the issues of childlessness. And of course, Elaine up in Australia sends me a lot of news stories. Thanks a lot, Elaine. I appreciate it. She sends me um, lots of news stories as well. So if you come across anything that you think um, I would like, of course, please send it to me. You can email it to me at Savella at SavellaMorgan.com. That's Savella at SavellaMorgan.com, or you can um, just direct message me on Facebook, whatever is easier for you. So I just love the interaction, and uh, I appreciate it. So um, getting started, let's see. I started my research with statistics because I continue to be intrigued by the high number of miscarriages that take place per number of pregnancies. One in four pregnancies will result in a miscarriage. I still, I I don't know. It's 2017. It's not the 1800s. But I believe the reason is because I'm thinking that there should be so many more advances in medicine. It's the 21st century. Um, Shouldn't things be a lot better than they were so many hundreds years, even a hundred years ago? But as I continued to research, I realized It may not necessarily be the advances in medicine, but more the imperfections of of us, we humans. Our bodies are amazing from head to toe. And one of the awesome things that our body will do, but that could create negative emotions, is to reject an organism it believes to be foreign. And in the case of a miscarriage, that foreign organism may have damaged chromosomes. So I didn't think about it like that. And I know that a mother having a miscarriage is not going to think about it like that either. 
But I went to this website called um, verywell.com. So all, most of my research came from verywell.com. It was very, it was a very well <laughs> written um, website. I really liked it. I had never heard of them before. Um, but um, they say in part that laboratory studies on IVF in vitro fertilization patients have found that a very large percentage of eggs harbor chromosome abnormalities, the leading cause of miscarriage. I'm like, wow, I, I, I kind of get it now. I kind of get it why it's still one in four pregnancies, um, you know, that it's such a high number, one in four, 25%. But I get it now because it's not about medical advances. It's about chromosomes. And there's not a whole lot I think we can do about chromosomes. I'm sure the scientists are out there doing the best that they can, and I, I'm sure we all appreciate that, but that's a totally different issue. Chromosomes versus advances in technology. Maybe maybe not such a stretch, but I can kind of get it now. So anyway, that tells me that a miscarriage that happens very early in a pregnancy and the miscarriage that happens later may result in two different emotional events, maybe. I mean, if it's very early, then you're thinking, oh, man, you know, very early, meaning at the chromosome level, versus, say, being two, three, four months pregnant. Is it a different feeling? You tell me. If you've had a miscarriage, um, tell me what you think. Um, I really want to know. I think many of us want to know. Uh, you know, is it easier to deal with? Tell me what you think. I'm not going to say what my opinion is. I've never had a miscarriage because I've never carried a child, which kind of um, is what I was talking about much earlier in the episode. Which is worse? Never having the ability or the opportunity to carry a human being or carrying one and then losing it. So anyway, the biggest miscarriage risk factor is a mother's age. Uh, I kind of get that, I guess. We all know that after age 35, it, it becomes more difficult to get pregnant and um, you become a high risk. And 35 is so young. It's amazing. But remember that episode that I did with um, Dr. Amin K. Masters? Um, you should definitely go back to that episode. That was like one of my more awesome episodes because I learned so much. And I have her book which I consider a desk reference is called Mastering Menopause. But um yeah, she in that in that episode, um, in that conversation, she, she talks about um basically at age thirty five how the ability to have a, a good pregnancy with a healthy baby that just falls off the cliff at age thirty five. It's amazing. So check out that episode. And I'll, I'll remember to put the, the link in the show notes. Um, but according to the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, the number of miscarriages in the first trimester for women increases dramatically as a woman ages. And here are the um, statistics that they listed. Age 20 to 30 years, you have a 9 to 17% miscarriage rate. Age 35 um, years, you have a 20% miscarriage rate. At age 40, you have a 40% miscarriage rate. And age 45, 
80% miscarriage rate. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> um, bottom line, generally speaking, um, you can also go back to my interview with Dr. Sherry Ann James. She's a psychologist. Um, and she's the one that really just, she just really laid it out. She's like, Sevilla, one in four pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners are suffering or dealing with a miscarriage. And a, it just never occurred to me. So as I've said before, I'm learning along with you all. I really am. And it's just, it's just amazing um, that that these are the numbers. But if you've had a miscarriage, I'm sure you've done your own research. And I did some research on the CDC website. So I'm going to put the CDC uh, link in the show notes as well. So I really only have two links in uh, as far as research in the show notes. And that's the verywell.com website and the cdc.gov website. I, I have to say that I think I got more information out of the verywell.com site because on the CDC site, they talked about um, the diseases that could cause miscarriage, like um, being overweight, um, having diabetes. And so, again, because nutrition is big and on my mind this year for this podcast, you know, I know many of you are at the right weight and you've still had a miscarriage, but I would still say that no matter where your weight is or are other d- diseases that you may have, I'm sure your doctors have told you that to get pregnant and stay pregnant, just try to do the best you can with your health, eat the best foods that you can, and um, get to the best weight that you possibly can. Do everything that you can. And, you know, if you do suffer a miscarriage, be sure to see someone, see a licensed psychologist. I don't think this is something that you just get through on your own. And I don't know necessarily if your um, OBGYN doctor would recommend a psychologist. I don't know. Some doctors, some OBGYNs may have a list of psychologists or psychiatrists at their office or they would refer you to your health plan to find um, such a person. But I would really say that with miscarriage, because I think it's, maybe I'm giving my opinion now, but I think it's slightly different because you did have the ability and the opportunity to have another human being inside of you. I think you really need to talk to a third party. Yes, your husband cares about you and he doesn't know what to do all the time. I know I'm 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 going to speak for the men right now. Don't put everything on him. Talk to a third party. Yes, the two of you should go together and maybe separately. I don't know. However, your psychologist wants to do it, but I would say definitely get a trusted third party to talk to whether it's your um your pastor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Don't try to go this alone. Don't go it alone. I mean, in my issue and it was um, fibroids, and I still had to go speak to a third party. So I'm not going to downplay any of these disease states, but I believe that each one has um, subtle differences um, on a mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual level. And so I would say definitely get somebody involved if you have a miscarriage. And um, if you continue to try, I, I will be here praying for you. 
praying with you, and I always wish those of you who are able to continue trying the best. I, I you guys know I'm I'm not a hater. I I'm always thinking about you globally, wherever you are, whatever you're having to deal with. I know it's a, a whole other another layer of things that you have to deal with when you're dealing with childlessness. There's a lot going on. Uh, maybe your own family members don't even know. But just know that there's somebody who knows and that I am thinking about you on a regular basis. I keep you all in prayer as um, I keep this podcast in prayer because I want to say the right things that may not always happen and just know that my heart is in the right place because I think our heart, it's all, it's a heart thing. And no matter how we come across, if our heart is in the right place, I think most people will realize that. And so just know that that's what this podcast is here for. That's what this platform is here for. That's what this community is here for, is to just let you know that somebody does understand, somebody does care. And um, so if you have any comments <laughs> or questions or suggestions about this episode, please get in contact with me. Um, as you can tell by my earlier story, I'm pretty easy to get along with. I think you would know that by now. I'm really easy to deal with, to get along with. If there's something that you do not want me to discuss on the air that you want to talk to me about, that's fine. I'm here. Um, I can generally get back to you within uh, 24 hours. And then it doesn't, you know, if it's something personal or private, I'm not saying I'm a psychologist or a shrink. I'm just somebody who understands and who has created this platform from scratch and will continue to grow the platform. And so if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. That's what, that's all I'm saying. But I hope that this, um, this episode has been helpful. I think the big takeaway for me was just knowing that there are just so many women out there suffering from miscarriage and, um, that I, I don't want you to suffer in silence. I want you to get the help that you need um, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Do what's best for you. And as I always say, you know, while you're dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with, whether it's PCOS or miscarriage or endometriosis or, um, you know, IVF treatments or fibroids, whatever it is that you're dealing with, just... Just, you know, be encouraged. Be encouraged and know that you're strong. You're stronger than you think you are sometimes. And um, I remember one time when I was going through the, the deepest part of the valley, I told my mom, I, I don't think I can do this. I really don't think I can do this. And she said, yes, you can, because you're still here. And so I want you to know that if you're listening to this, you'll make it. You'll, you'll be okay, because you're still here. So hang in there and um, get the help that you need. Be surrounded by the right people. Oh my gosh, I wish I could just say it a million times. Be surrounded by the right people. The wrong people will just bring you down even more and you don't need that. And um, you don't have to share everything with everybody because some people, most people just care about what's going on with them. And some people just want to know what's going on with you. And, uh, you know, that's just human nature. So just protect yourself, protect your emotions, protect your um, 
mental health. Protect your spiritual health. Protect yourself. So I can go on forever, as you can probably see, but um, just reach out to me if you need to. Reach out to whomever you need to and be encouraged. And until next time, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope that this this episode added value to you and for you. And if it did and you want to help me out with um, always getting some new fresh equipment so that I sound better, <laughs> hit that donate button on the website uh, www.childblessnotbychoice.net and I would really appreciate it. And speaking of that, remember that the 31-day devotional is now available in ebook form. So it's available worldwide now. You just log on to the website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, and uh, download the ebook. It's $5.95 US per copy. And I that again, that money just helps um, pay for the podcast. It's not because I you know, I'm just saying I want your money. <laughs> the Anything that comes in is going towards betterment of the podcast, of the sound quality, the microphones, everything that has to do with the podcast, doing more writing, writing more, um, more content. That's where that money's going. So anything that you can do would be greatly appreciated. Remember to share the episodes, tell your friends, tell your family members, and just know that 21st Century Hannah Childless Not by Choice is here for you, and I appreciate your listening. All right, thanks again. Have a great one, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.